You're listening to the Spa Strong Podcast, where we empower estheticians to become badass beauty CEOs and build profitable, thriving businesses. We're your hosts, Melissa Ellis, licensed master esthetician. And I'm Royal Ellis, former police officer. Together, we will help you achieve total aesthetics badassery. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with the other beauty professionals you know. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's do this shit. Hello. Hello and welcome back to the Spa Strong Podcast. Yes. We're so happy that you are here with us today and we have an amazing guest for you all. Yes, we have a super surprise. Yeah, we're very excited about our guest today. But first, if you are loving the Spa Strong Podcast, then you know what to do. Make sure to like, leave an amazing five-star review. Please share this podcast with your other um, you know, beauty esties and, and besties and uh, spread the word out there so we can help more people. Yes, absolutely. So today we have the pleasure of speaking with the one and only Amanda Smith from Netflix Selling Sunset show. Hit series show. Hit series Selling Sunset. After graduating from Indiana State University with a major in interior design, Amanda moved to Los Angeles where she began a successful career in modeling and entertainment, including a position as an NFL cheerleader for the Indianapolis Colts. Features in many magazines, television commercials, and two seasons of the hit NBC show, Deal or No Deal. Since then, Amanda has returned to her first love, interior design. Amanda has has decorated and staged homes for Hollywood's elite, and most recently has joined the Oppenheim Group as as the in-house interior design expert. Amanda's knowledge for all things design, along with her ability to openly and honestly communicate with clients, has been a key to her success in the business. Let's go. Amanda, we are so happy to have you here today. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm chilling. Awesome. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. We are honored. We're so excited. Let's go. Yes. So we wanted to talk to you today about design because so many of our listeners are spa salon owners who want their locations to really embody their brands. So what tips do you have for bringing their design vision into a reality in their spaces? I think that, and I've never designed a salon. So that's, that's something that I've always wanted to do. And I have the opportunity, I do have the opportunity coming up very soon. So this is a good, this is a good talk. Um, But I think it it really depends on, you know, what location you are. Are you urban? Are you city? Is it country? Where I grew up, the salon would be very different than if I were to develop or design a salon where I live currently in Vincent's, Indiana, you know, you cater to the locals. It's very country, very homey. You just sort of get a vibe for like what the majority of the people around you, what their aesthetic is and what they're going to resonate with. You definitely wouldn't want to go into a little small community in Vincennes, Indiana and make this like over the top graffiti wall, like urban looking crazy salon that people are a little like, you know, too edgy, like, whoa. (laughs) Um, So I think, and then also pay attention to the types of people that are around you. Kind of hair are they rocking? Are there a lot of people that look like me? Are there a lot of people that look like my best friend Mary on the show who has blonde hair that's you know very different to manage? So I think it just you know it all kind of depends on what your the the if it, is it is it diverse? Is it somewhere you need a hot comb and a and a curling iron? You need to be able to cater to the white girls and the black girls. Like you just sort of get a feel for the surroundings of the area. You know um, where I, I keep saying where I grew up because it's very country people sell their homemade candles in the salon and it's very just homey and like, like Southern. 
And then yeah. where I am now, people would maybe want to get tooth gyms or more edgy things, you know, more cornrows and funky style. So that, I guess, is just the services that you provide. But then you sort of design the aesthetic just to mimic or kind of encapsulate the area that your salon is going to be, you know, running in. Yeah, absolutely. Makes all the sense. Yeah. As esthetician coaches, we are here to help you make multiple six figures, get fully booked, become retail selling machines and change more clients' lives. Listen to what other estheticians are saying about our one-on-one coaching program, the Spa Strong Bootcamp. Being with Melissa and Royal, I've been able to invent and start selling a $1,200 package. I haven't had issues with rebooking or having them come back and seeing my reoccurring clients. I was able to leave my full-time job and go completely full-time with my skin studio. I've been selling more product in these past few months of being in quarantine than I was my last few months of being open. Not only has my income increased, but also my confidence. I feel more comfortable selling products to my clients. So I highly recommend working with Spa Strong. Ready to stop dreaming of spa business success and start living it? Go to www.spa-strong.com forward slash discovery call or click the link in our Instagram bio to book a free esthetician discovery call now. One thing that we say when our clients ask us about how do I create my brand is we say your brand is like a two-way mirror where on one side, it's a reflection of you because it's gotta be authentic to you to some extent, but on the other side, it's a reflection of your ideal client. And so you have to, just like you said, you have to take into account who am I gonna be servicing? Who is it that I'm wanting to bring into this space and attract through my brand, my location, the the feeling that they're going to have when they walk in? So yeah, I think that you're spot on in identifying, okay, where is this actually going and who am I trying to reach? And is this going to be completely out of left field or will it make sense for this audience that I want to attract to my space? Yeah, I think it's always cool to, um, you know, different areas are big into different things where I live. It's the North Hollywood, like arts district. So mm-hmm. if I were to open a salon, it, there's always, you know, when somebody opens something and it, people like things that are different, like not too right. different, but if they can provide an experience, that's just a different enough. That's going to bring you into the space. So if I were to open a salon where I live in North Hollywood, there's a lot of like stand up comedy, open mic nights and like um, spoken word. You can have different things that go on that, don't, that doesn't make sense. Oh, I'm getting, a straight perm or cornrows or a, a hot press, but there's somebody on the stage like doing spoken word or somebody doing stand-up comedy. You can add an element of like complete surprise to your salon that kind of elevates it and makes it a little bit different. If you're in a more suburban area where there's a lot of moms or, you know, a lot of, a lot of kids, maybe you have somebody come in and you do a cute little daycare area and you hire one person or, you know, a rotation of people that are certified and qualified and CPR trained and all of that. So that single moms can go when they get their hair done and drop their kid off and they don't have to worry about scheduling their, you know, their appointment around when they can afford a nanny or they can't afford a nanny. They can only afford to get their hair done that day, bring the kid, drop it off. Like that's a service that I think would be very helpful to so many people in any situation in any city you know at any given moment so yeah yeah that's how I would do it but not planning on opening a salon (laughs) (laughs) no yeah but I I absolutely love it like bring a little bit of your area inside of your space yeah I I actually love. yeah what does your area need what do you when you have the the local parade every 
4th of July, like what do people gravitate towards? Like what's big in the community? Are you guys, you know, I grew up in basketball city. Like everybody loves the, the Hoosiers, the basketball. What's the big thing? You know, you can sort of just, you have to do some homework, pay attention to your surroundings. And then social media is amazing too. Before you ever open the salon, you can reach out and just ask people what they want and do little surveys. And you can do this tally of like homework before you ever even draw out a floor plan or scout out a location to lease or whatever. And you can sort of, you know, get ideas of what straight from the people, what would bring them into the salon. And there's something you said, envision like your perfect client. And that's a great way. That's almost like a vision board, right? Like I write down in, on a piece of paper, what I'm dreaming of for Mr. Wright, my next husband. <laughs> okay. That's, but then also in a business, you have to be a little more realistic also like, yeah, I would love to do Beyonce's hair, but I live in Podunk, Michigan. So that's probably not going to be my client. Let me be realistic and just sort of find the happy medium between yeah. my dream client, what I could add that would be a little bit of a element of surprise and then realistic and then let's land there somewhere mm -hmm. and then just make that. <laughs> yeah, I think absolutely. Like identifying who are the people inside of my geographic location. Like, yeah, if you're in Michigan, Beyonce probably isn't going to show up at your salon and that's okay. There's still amazing people outside mm -hmm. of Beyonce, right? right? But identifying who are the people here inside of my community. And I love how you talked about getting to know that community a little bit and understanding what are people gravitating to? What are the events that we hold here? What do people overall like care about in general? And how can I bring that in? I think it's so important to be willing to do things that are different and the element of surprise, like you said. So often we see these spa owners or salon owners that just copy what seems to be popular on Instagram, as opposed to creating a space that's unique to them and tailored to the client that they're trying to reach. So I love that. Like find something different that you can bring in that makes sense for you and isn't just a copy of what everybody else is doing. Right. Yeah. And then also the, some of the, you know, people love local owned businesses. Like if you have brands in the store, I mean, and like, like if it were me, I'm a very entrepreneurial brain. If I had a salon, it would be Z, called Z by Amanza. And the shampoo that I sold would be Z by Amanza and the conditioner and the gel and the edge control and the, everything, <laughs> the combs and the brushes and everything. Yep. But <laughs> you could also bring in, you know, invite the community in. So people, you can maybe sell certain brands that the local, that are made locally in your, you know, small little area. Um, and I think people, they feel like a sense of home when they have those types of things. Yes. yes, absolutely. I think that people love that. And when we have our clients that are doing things like that, it helps bring so many more people in. And even if it's people coming in just to buy those products, boom, now you have revenue without you having to trade time for money. So it still benefits you even if they aren't getting your services. So yeah, right. that's, that's huge yeah. to do that. Yeah. Right. And the people that are selling their product in the salon are going to push it to their friends, like go to the, because they know that's going to potentially, even if they go there to just get their hair washed, potentially they're going to buy their candle or their lotion or whatever they have sitting on the shelf. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you mentioned that you, what you sold inside would be your brand. And I think that's so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that's, huge. That, that, that's huge though. Like mm -hmm. so many people don't want to go that route. 
but it's more money in your pocket and it's just building your brand anyway. Exactly. Exactly. And if you want to go beyond just this little location working 40 hours away, and some people don't, and that's okay. If you, if that's your dream to just have your location, work your 40 hours a week, not service more clients beyond that, that's perfect. But if you're wanting to expand that brand, then you do need to look at ways like, how can I let people, if I'm in Michigan, how can I let people in California know about me and having that private label and those products that are unique to you is a huge part of that. Hey, real quick. We want to thank you so much for listening to the spot strong podcast. If you love this podcast, we can't wait for you to check out our YouTube channel on our YouTube channel. We have so many videos for you. First of all, you'll be able to see the video recordings of our podcast. You'll be able to see amazing how-tos and get to know us a little bit more through our weekly vlogs. So head over to YouTube, follow us at the Spa Strong channel, and we can't wait for you to check out our fun and amazing videos over there. Yeah. And there's people that I know. There's a girl. Um, I'm doing a cosmetic. I'm coming out with a co- my own cosmetics. This It'll be... It'll be this year at some point. I just don't know when, like the next months. Thank you. But, um, and I'm keeping it very on brand. Like I don't wear a ton of makeup. This is, I put on eyelashes for you guys today. I like, (laughs) I literally was like putting the, I was like, how do I do this? I got into this podcast. I don't wear a ton of makeup. So I, but I do like makeup. So I wanted to keep it on brand. So very nudes. I'm coming out with four shades of nude lip oil and a six well eyeshadow palette but it's all nude shades so but that's I don't know that I'll ever expand after that I want to keep everything I do for Z by Amanda very what I would use um but I think so all that to say when I was coming up with the manufacturer and I was like interviewing and talking to all the people to make the samples and the formulas there's a woman who did my eyebrows like 10 years ago she was she was like the eyebrow woman not Anastasia everybody's heard of her I can't remember her name off the top of my head right now but um and it, and she was like one of the girls to go to and she had a small little shop in venice but she was like the woman i remember i saved up like all my money to go it was like it was crazy expensive just to get your eyebrows done mm-hmm. now fast forward this is probably 10 years later and i was sitting at the the manufacturer and they were talking about this product she took that she was like the eyebrow person and now she has her own eyebrow pencil and eyebrow gel and so in a salon if you you know maybe it's not makeup maybe you are the best hair washer in your city. People are like, I got to go to so-and-so to get my hair washed. You come up with a product that's just specific to that. It's Maybe it's just with shampoo and conditioner. You don't have to come up with a whole line of everything. Or maybe it's just a shower cap or it's just a wet brush or whatever it is. You can start with that one thing. This woman built her name off of just waxing eyebrows. And now she's like got the gel, the wax, the pencils, the brushes. Um, and she started out in a tiny little shop in Venice. So to have one product, even with your name on it, with whatever you're somebody who starts a salon, probably starting it because they were the best at another salon they worked at or somebody, you know, um, I don't think they just decided to start a salon because they wanted to, they're probably like the best hair washer, the best hair cutter, highlighter or whatever. I don't even know all the different things people do with their hair, but she could, you know, you, she or he or them, or they come up with that product and it could launch them into an arena of in California, everywhere, worldwide. Instagram's a great tool. Like you can market the crap out of yourself just on social media and not even need like a ton of, you know, marketing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Are you talking about Eugenia Wesson from Seneca Cosmetics? 
Is no, it, okay. it's, I can't remember. I don't remember. Okay. Uh, no, that's fine. No, it's something Baker Brows. Oh, Kelly, Kelly Baker, Baker Brows. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, awesome, awesome. No, yeah, and I think that 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 vision of how can I how can I expand? Like so often people want to, they're like, I want to be bigger. So they want to come out with everything, but you earn the right to, to be broad. Mm -hmm. You have to start niche. So I love that idea of just come out with one thing that is like, what is the word I'm looking for? That's specific to you, to what you do best. And then when that hits, then you could always look at adding more and adding more. Like Amazon started with just books. They Kylie Jenner right. started with a lip kit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because she didn't like her lips and she would always, you know, that was her thing. And it came from somewhere. And I don't, I know people feel different ways about the Kardashians or whatever, but she didn't like her lips. She would overline them. She came out with one product that was very, she was very passionate about because that's what she believed in. And that's what helped her. Right. And look at that. Look where that went. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, not everybody, you don't have to do everything. Yeah. You can just do be good at one thing and then yeah take the money that comes from that and then invest that into you know more products down the road or whatever yeah absolutely yeah. i love yeah. it amanda this has been so fantastic do you have any final thoughts um that you would like to share about this topic i mean i hope that i helped it i don't know if i got to completely off track or if it was even anything that you were expecting um perfect but i think that I mean, just have fun. I love designing salons are supposed to be fun and, and interesting Add an element of surprise, because I know for me, um, going to the salon is like, it's not the most always enjoyable experience. It's, I, it takes forever. You sit there a long time. You're in the chair, you know, it's like create some sort of, if it's not a vibe to look at, create something different that can entertain you while you're there. I don't know, um, because the salon is like where a lot of women spend, you know, between two and five to six hours, like once a month of their life. <laughs> so we need we need more creative spaces. And um, you can always partner also with partner with a designer, partner with like somebody edgy, partner with an entertainment, somebody and just try to mix it up. And you don't have to just mimic what you see on Instagram. Um, a beautiful salon is great, but, you know. We need to change it up and unisex salons and multicultural salons, please people. <laughs> make the salons. Yeah. I want to be able to go to the same place and get my hair done as, you know, as your wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we literally, we see that all the time with him. Like we're trying to find him a new barber right now. And we're like, okay, yes, you could do hair, but have you cut black hair but, before? There's yeah. a big yeah. difference. Like we, you need to know exactly. So I agree. Mm -hmm. Having that like multicultural expertise and experience is so important Absolutely. for sure. For sure. Yeah. But all right, Amanda, okay. thank you so much for being here. Where can people learn more from you? Yeah, let us know. Yeah. So I'm really easy to find because I think I might be the only Amanda Smith in the whole world. <laughs> but my Instagram handles at Amanda Smith. Um, I'm just getting into TikTok. Like, I don't really know how to do them yet, but I'm, I'm kind of learning. My kids are showing me, got other people helping me. <laughs> so sad. My kids are showing me. Um, but my TikTok is at Amanda Smith. Don't really use Facebook, but everything's at Amanda Smith across oh. the board. Um, and then season seven and season six, season six and seven of Selling Sunset are going to be coming out soon. 
we're currently still filming season seven. Season six will be out in the spring. Um, plenty more of me on that. I have a cosmetic line coming out this year. I'm writing a book. I'm doing public speaking. I've got a lot of things under my belt that people will be able to see by the end of 2023. I'm really excited. It's been a good year. And then lots more design work. You'll see, you'll actually start to see some more of my design work because real estate stuff sort of slowed down and I've kind of dived back into doing more houses and projects for a lot of really, a lot of really fun people. Um, and hopefully you'll get to see some of that in season seven also on the show. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. I'm I'm so, I'm really looking (laughs) forward to that. Okay. Amanda, we will link all that information in the episode notes for everybody who is listening today. Definitely go check out Amanda. She is amazing. She's inspirational and her design work is absolutely fantastic. Plus selling sunset is, is great. (laughs) If you haven't watched it, you got to check it out for sure. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Crazy. Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here with us. And to all of our listeners, we will see you in the next episode.